Welcome to the Rookie Contract Podcast. I'm Kate Norum. And I'm Ash Cavanaugh. On this podcast, all of our guests are in their first job in the sports industry. Let's give it up for our guest this week, J.L. Rucker, who currently is an editor at 1.37pm, where she creates content and writes some pretty cool pieces. So keep on listening as she talks more about the sports media business. Alright, let's roll. Um, for those that, I guess, are being introduced to me for the first time, my name is J.L. Rucker. Um, I kind of started my sports journey being the sideline reporter for Georgia State um, on their ESPN3, ESPN Plus games. I uh, did their men and women's basketball team, and I also did uh, their football team for a little bit. So that's kind of how I got my official start working in sports media. And now I work for, I'm, I'm not sure if people know, uh, Gary Vaynerchuk or Gary V. Mm-hmm. um that's I work for his um sports well not sports media it's just a media company in general called um on 37 p.m so that's what I'm doing now and I write a lot of articles create I have my own NBA series I've done some interviews and that's just kind of what I that's the gist of what I do now it. it's been yeah it's been great um and through the course of the pandemic I got the job I've had the job now for a little over a year so <laughs> wow that's Very awesome cool. so yeah. how did you get started at 137 because like I see all your stuff and I'm like homegirl is making content she's staying busy <laughs> I am staying busy um it was just kind of like perfect timing because um at that time you know like everybody kind of lost their job when the pandemic started like you didn't know if sports was going to come back and what capacity and mm-hmm. um how like what the restrictions would be and so I had I've always written on the side. And so I was looking for something to, you know, just kind of do at home that was safe. And when I started the process of interviewing for this job, I didn't know how big it was, you know, cause it was just, I was just looking for blogs and different websites and all that stuff. I had a couple of other offers in, in that regard as well, but something was just like, you know, when I found out it was Gary Vee's side and when I looked and saw what they were doing, I was like, oh, this is this is the place for me. Like, I have to get this. <laughs> and um, it was it was I interviewed over the course of like multiple weeks and it was it was an intense process. Like at some point I was like, oh, my goodness, I don't know if I'm oh going to get it. And um, it was just kind of like but. I had a feeling that I, that I would, it was, it was strange mm-hmm. because I reached out to like my editors. They were the ones that kind of gave me like the, the, the last set of interviews that I did. And I was just like, Hey, you really enjoyed um, speaking with you, yada, yada, yada. And they were like, Oh, okay. We're going to make the decision. Um, probably like the next, within the next week, like on a Friday. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay. So that day ended up happening, like that day ended up being the first anniversary of my dad's passing. And so I was like, oh, okay, well, this is either going to be a very good day. It's going to be a crappy day that gets worse. Um, And so they called me on that day. Like I wasn't even really thinking about it. And they were like, well, can you get on a Google meet? And I got the job. So yeah, I got it on the first anniversary of my dad's passing. So I take it as this is the place that I was supposed to be. (laughs) Oh, I have chills. Oh Oh my gosh. That really like struck my heart. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So I saw on your Twitter and then you just mentioned that the NBA series you're working on. So Mm -hmm. could you kind of go in about what you're doing with that, how you're producing the content and just kind of a little bit more detail? 
Well, I, I have to credit everything to the video editor that, that works for us. His name is Benjamin, and I always like tag him up underneath. And um, he's like just so skilled at editing. And I just kind of tell him my vision. And I wanted the series to be short and I, I want to evolve it and grow it. But I'm trying to focus on like those little NBA history moments that um, a lot of people have forgotten about just to kind of like showcase that that knowledge because I feel like there's a lot of people that are you know obviously current NBAs and every single day topic so you have people talking about that so I'm trying to like just give like a little bit of a break and go okay well let's talk about something that happened in 2003 so that's um, kind that's of awesome. where I'm at with it <laughs> it was <laughs> I started like maybe I want to say a month or so ago and we've just kind of been churning out videos and it seems like each one kind of does a little bit better gets a little more interaction and people are like oh I forgot about this and so I'm I'm looking forward to 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 building it that's so cool so what was the inspiration behind it you know what the inspiration was I I don't really know I was just like you know that's like the best time I was like, I mean, my, my boss really wanted me to start making TikToks, you know, cause he felt like it would be something that I would do. And I was like, well, let me, let me just start, you know, like, and, um, originally the first TikToks I was doing as I was taking articles and like putting the articles in back of me and just recording myself talking mm-hmm. about it. One of those did pretty good, like, like over 10 K views on our, on our site. And so I was like, um, okay, you don't know, like, I want to evolve this. Like, I want to, I want to, I want to take it to another level that's awesome was that like super intimidating to like make a tiktok with i know the younger audience is just like going scrolling through tiktok and is it like super hard to stay relevant in that medium i yeah i find it's so funny because sometimes like the tiktoks do really well on 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 our tiktok but then it's Mm -hmm. like it does even better when we take those same TikToks and we put it on Instagram and Twitter, you know, because I think the audience is a little bit older, maybe a little more appreciative since we're doing like NBA history stuff. So um, I would say, you know, like it's, it's trying to figure out that, that balance because, you know, like maybe the 13 year olds on TikTok don't really remember or know or care that Dirk and Steve Nash played together, you know? So, (laughs) I mean, I love it's, it. it's just trying to figure out. <laughs> it's cool. so cool because like it's it's like something that is like super interesting. Like not a lot of people are like capitalizing on like the past. Rather, they're yeah. like doing stuff like that's right now. But I feel like that's like something that's really really interesting. And more more people are like, okay, let's let's kind of incorporate both aspects of like today's game rather than like all these other things so it's kind of it's kind of like a cool vibe right yeah that's awesome that you're like kind of capitalizing on just like stuff that people are forgetting which I think is huge and it's cool that you said you're people are like oh I remember that or like I forgot about that so that's really cool I think that's awesome yes I'm I'm, I'm, I appreciate it and I'm looking forward to hopefully building it (laughs) yeah do you focus primarily on basketball? And like, if so, how did that come about? And kind of, you said you were sideline reporters for yeah, men's and women's. Yeah. Um, well, right now I'm focusing a little bit more on NBA, but I did have mm. like during the WNBA season, um, I had like a Friday preview. This wasn't like a, a video. It was just an article that I was writing that mm-hmm. was detailing mm-hmm. like all of the Friday games that were happening in, in the WNBA. 
Um, and I haven't gotten a chance to interview some of my, my favorite WNBA players yet, but I did, you know, I'm starting to build it. I get, I did get to talk to Renia Davis. Um, she had an injury, so she wasn't able to really play this year, mm-hmm. but I'm hoping that come next WNBA, you know, season, like we're a little more established. I have my foot in the ground and I can have, um, uh, I guess more interviews. I actually just found out right now that, um, in a few days I'll, I'll, share it but like i'm going to be interviewing some of this pretty big in the, the wnba too so Ooh, that's yeah. awesome that's that's super exciting to kind of talk to and cover a, a vast like a uh, vast world of like different different things so i'm i'm sure you have like incredible things to share of like your favorite moments um if there was one that you could kind of like pick out of from your time at georgia state doing sideline reporting which is is like pretty pretty baller um and then stuff with like what you're doing now like is there one one like person that you interviewed that was just like super remarkable or well um i guess i'll start first with with georgia state i would say that georgia state georgia southern game from 2020 i know georgia state lost that but it was kind of like the last, like it was on that cusp right before, like we, like, it was like, okay, Corona is a thing. It's a problem. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like the last, I would say normal game that, mm-hmm. that, that we had, um, even though in a lot of ways, I guess it has kind of gone back to normal, but it was like two weeks later, things were getting shut down, but Georgia state gave me like an unprecedented amount of like creative control. Like Mm -hmm. when it came to that, you know, so I was pretty much able to do anything I want. And I spent the whole game interviewing people. So I got, I got Shannon Sullivan and Penny Hart. They're both in the NFL. And I was like, okay, can Uh you guys interview with me? And then after that, I got Devin Mitchell, who uh, was interviewed with him. And it was like, I was just pulling people. It was like the whole mm-hmm. game. I was just interviewing people. I was pulling people out of the crowd, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> and so that was, that was so much fun. And it's like, especially in retrospect, looking back, like that was, I I would say that was probably like the last big game that I called with Georgia state because that final playoff game right before um, we should, it was like the night before the NCAA shut everything down and everybody mm-hmm. was kind of scared and people started leaving through the course of the game and that's when the NBA shut down like while they were actually playing so it was kind of tense but that I'll always have fond memories of that because that that was that was really fun and then for 137 I think it would be interviewing Jimmy Butler so wow that is just so fun to just say that you had these different experiences and being able to kind of like put them all like in your head I remember when I did this, I remember like what we talked about and like, I mean, I'm sure there's like so many like lasting memories from all those people that you've talked to. And I mean, all the sports that you've covered too, like that's, that's gotta be pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So kind of with like the way we do our podcasts and different things like that, we're like aiming it towards people that are in their first job and whether that's giving Mm -hmm. advice or kind of just hearing about how people are in different fields like I'm in sponsorships and you're like we have different people that do different things so I was just kind of wondering if you could kind of go through your process on how you get someone like Jimmy Butler to do an interview and then from there like 
what is your how do you plan like kind of how you prep and take your like us just through your creative process yeah well yeah. I was completely I was completely fortunate with um Jimmy Butler because like it was more so he we weren't really speaking about basketball we were speaking about his partnership with um hmm. an athletic a line called Roan. And mm-hmm. so there were opportunities to be able to interview him and they just kind of reached out. They were like, oh, you, you want 10 minutes with Jimmy? And I was like, yeah, I want 10 minutes with Jimmy. <laughs> I was like, of course I do. Yeah, like, of course I do. So, I mean, and it was like a real personal interview. It's not like they sent quotes, you know, like, mm-hmm. oh, this is how I feel about this. I got to talk to him for 10 minutes and it was, it was great. You know, he's very humble. It's like, um, there wasn't, I consider it like a, a pivotal point in my career, like just changing it because like when I looked to see who else got that interview, it was like, it was me, but then it was ESPN and sports illustrated and, and all that stuff. So it was cool to kind of see my like article, like up against, like not up against, but right there with their like So, um, but my process was just like, just trying to prepare as much as possible. And I knew that going into that, you know, it was around the time of the playoffs. So, um, I didn't want to really talk about basketball a lot. And I think that was probably the beauty of this. The beauty of me being where I am right now is like when you, um, when you get an athlete and it's after a tough game or whatever, like they might not be in the best mood. They want to go mm-hmm. home. They're hungry. You know, like they might not want to speak about the game that happened. They're just, they're ready to go. But when you're talking to them about a passion project, that's like outside of like, not that basketball isn't their passion, but just something like that, you know, it's like they're open. And I feel like I got a different side of Jimmy than it had. I just interviewed him after a game, you know? Yeah. It's like, you get to see more of the human behind the Jersey. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of just like, Oh yeah, you play and you're always like putting up these crazy numbers, but like, who actually are you? So yeah, no, it's (laughs) definitely a good, good thing to like actually understand like, who these people are, where they came from, and like what they're doing. Yeah. yeah. Now that's okay. that's really cool. What would you say is the biggest difference between working for just a media, like a more general media company versus working in sports media? And mm-hmm. do other pros and cons? Like what do you like better? Just kind of dive um, in. I mean, I would say I get I've gotten to cover, you know, like a lot of different things. I mean, the same way I I've gotten to cover um sporting events I've also gotten to do stuff with Red Bull and like mm-hmm. because they had um over the summer like breakdancing or breaking is going to be in the 2024 Olympics in Paris mm-hmm. so they have like a roster of breakdancers that are currently training for that and so they have like little battles and I got to cover a couple of their, of their battles I went to New York uh, Houston and Orlando over the summer and so it was like getting to do things like that I um got to do a little bit with SoundCloud when they came to Atlanta. And so like, I've gotten those different opportunities and it's also kind of showed me that I like doing those things as well. So, I mean, I envision a world one day where I'm not just like covering the major sporting events, but that I'm also at the VMAs, you know? <laughs> I love so. it. It's kind of like giving yourself like more opportunities and there's, there's so much out there. So, okay. I have to ask when you were, when you were growing up, did you always want to go into sports? I did because I played. So, but I knew I was never going to be able to go past a certain point because I didn't have the height. Um, I'm like five, three, five, four. Me too. 
Wow. <laughs> yeah. You guys are so much taller than me. Oh my god. How tall are you? I'm barely five feet. Oh wow! Oh, I love that bunch of short people. Yeah, we're, we're short. I mean, I always had short queens hope, out here. Like, I had hope I'd go to the doctor and they'd measure me, and I'd be like something, anything. <laughs> but um, I, it never happened. So oh. I just kind of like, was, how else do I, you know, get involved in the game? And mm. for me, like in high school, that's when I started actually covering like our sports teams and mm. stuff like that. Oh, cool. Oh. And did, when you were in high school and stuff, did you start mostly with writing? Were you doing on-camera stuff too? Um, I was, I was writing. I was doing a little bit of writing for like the sports section. And then I was also like once a week, you know, we had like the, the morning announcements that you would broadcast. Mm-hmm. So I would like recap hmm. the weekend in sports and, and stuff like that. So, wow. So, so kind of cool. like got a taste of the writing side and then the broadcast side, which, yeah. which do you like prefer like the most well if you I know it's gonna sound crazy because I was I did Georgia State for three years <laughs> but I prefer writing because oh. broadcasting broadcasting almost at times like I was the kid um that when it came time to get public like speeches and stuff like that I was stuttering I like I was like so I don't even know how I like got it together to be able to broadcast uh, you know like in front yeah. of everybody but sometimes like I when I say I'd be having mental breakdowns sometimes before going on air like I really would and sometimes like even a couple years in my heart would be pounding and I'm like am I going to forget every single thing that I'm supposed to say yeah. <laughs> so um it's definitely nerve-wracking for sure yeah yeah it, it's like I can't tell you how many times I've even had dreams or back then I had dreams where I, I would just be like <laughs> oh my gosh you're like so, we're, like yeah, mom, there, we're was, there was some anxiety somehow some way I always pulled it together wow but it was like it did give me it did give me some anxiety because like the the girl that that's afraid of speaking in public was still kind of there so I, I feel like it never leaves your your being just like standing in front like I've done like some broadcast stuff here and there but and it's like girl when I tell you like just being in front of the camera and then like thinking like right. oh gosh like you think you know everything that you're gonna say and then like complete word vomit comes out and you're like where did that come from I don't even know but it's like okay <laughs> but I mean after a few takes and or so like you, it gets easier I yeah mean, girl you did it for three years yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's definitely um a whirlwind of things though because like you, it's hard to really prepare when you're like rolling through everything, especially as a, a sideline reporter. You have to like be at your A game constantly, right. writing down right. all these stats and writing down like what's going on. So, how hard was that to kind of like navigate? I mean, it was, it, I loved it, but I'm not going to lie and say that it wasn't hard, mm-hmm. you know, because the reality of the situation is there's a lot of people who give sideline reporters a bad rap, like, oh, you know, like, what was their purpose? What did they do? The, the reality is like, you spend the same amount of time preparing for a game as the color analyst and the play-by-play. Mm-hmm. You're at practices too. You're watching tape and film too. You're studying the teams too. But the reality is when you take the amount of time that we're given to be on air, it might seem like it's a little bit more, but when you total it up, maybe a couple minutes, <laughs> that's it. You know, cause you're given like 30 seconds at a time. So, you know, it's like, 
it's hard to deliver information in 30 seconds. And it's like, you can't sound like you're rushing. You have to sound natural, but you know, you like, you put in, you put in the same amount of work as everybody else. And um, you have to always be ready. And it's like, your name might not ever be called, but it's like, if you're not prepared, that'll be the one time where they're like, JL speak on this. How about this player? You know, like, and you have to know it. So I mean, it, it takes a lot of work, but the reality is, I, I, you know, like I've always said that if I have the, the platform to be able to be like, hey, you know, show sideline reporters a little more respect than what you do, because like, we're really not given a lot <laughs> to work with. <laughs> Appreciate know? it. Yes. You always I mean, have to be ready, especially in those yeah. circumstances. A lot of people don't realize how much um, reporters and everyone color analysts have to actually go through like in preparing for an actual game so it's like yeah like it is like everything it's it it is like being a player because you essentially are like trying to understand every little detail and it all kind of adds up yeah yeah you have to you have to be ready yeah be (laughs) nice to sideline reporters guys Oh, wait, a lot. <laughs> we had, um, I went to Carolina for grad school and one of the games, it was so funny. They asked in my grad program, we were a lot of event management. They asked like, who wants to just be the light for the side sideline reporter? So my friend Tim was like, this light is so heavy. He, <laughs> so he volunteered and he goes, they work so hard. He goes, the reporters, he goes, and the guy carrying the light. He's like, that thing is so hard. I will never respect anyone more than the yes. people that are on the sidelines standing the whole time and the people that follow them around. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's, I didn't even have anybody following me around. Oh gosh. <laughs> like, no, it was, it was very much a, like me looking at my phone camera, like, okay, yeah. <laughs> like, am I ready? Good. Oh gosh. Which like, um, I had no idea. One of my friends is a news reporter in Michigan and mm-hmm. she would go out and she'd be like, oh yeah, I have like a tripod and I just record it myself. And I just stand in front of the grocery store and talk. <gasps> I was like, I had no idea. I just thought you'd have someone. She's like, no, no, just- no, that's, oh, that's no. I, quite a few of my friends are MMJs and they, and they yes, do. That's what she was. She was an MMJ. They, they do that all by themselves. Oh my so gosh. And it's, that equipment is not light. But I just yeah. could not even imagine. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's very different than my reality. <laughs> You're like, come on, give us more respect, especially the, the sideline reporters doing it all. <laughs> yes, yes. Give them, give them the respect because they deserve it for sure. Yeah. So what's coming up next? Do you have any exciting projects? I know you said you have a big interview. We're not going to tell you to tell us who it is. But um, why are you in Ohio? Do you have anything exciting coming up after the holidays? Kind of what you know what? I'm on. just, yeah. I'm going with the flow right now. Like I'm just, I have a couple of um, interviews that I'm trying to knock out. I want to continue to build the series. I want to continue to to write some, some good pieces. I wrote something on, I, I have like a good relationship with the people at 2K. So like every time oh. they have a new update, like we, we kind of work together and, and get something out. So I just had that go um, today because they have something for Christmas. And mm. so I'm just That's excited. Cool. I'm excited to keep, building <laughs> you know That's like awesome. I don't know what 2022 is gonna hold for me but I'm just kind of going like day by day honestly that is the motivation to have um currently same boat um going with the flow 
everything is a new day and there's always there's always like some sort of possibility out there that something could happen we could find our big break somewhere you know (laughs) yes yes you never know um just gotta stay hopeful and all this will kind of turn into fruition Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) i mean you gotta speak it into existence yeah you speak it speak it into existence um so kind of just going off of you you're kind of busy with all these different things right now how do you kind of stay sane in a, a world of crazy so what would you say is your ideal off day I know there's probably never an off day but like you know you know just being real I've I've found a lot of solace recently in like just having my shows Hmm. um yeah just having my my set shows that I watch you know because I kind of gotten away from that you know like like you're so busy but I I have my tv shows that I watch I have my my social life and you know like just trying to it's, it's still tough because you know corona is still kind of a thing but it's mm-hmm. just trying to balance you know sometimes I'm like okay I need to call uh, my mom I need to call a friend I need to you know like those those things give me solace and then um trying to get back into working out um trying to just yeah relax and, and kind of just be involved in in other in other things so what what are your shows I'm I'm very intrigued <laughs> Well, I watch a show called Queens. I don't know mm-hmm. if you guys have heard that. It's got, it, uh, it's got like. Is what? it the one where, oh yeah, no, you can explain. I think I know what you're talking no, about. And I no, you know, it. like the one, the, the four that it's are trying Brandy, to come right? back and yeah, yeah, Brandy and yeah, Ooh. they're, they're, yeah. they're all trying to come back and, and like, cause they had success in their twenties and now they're in their forties. And what, what platform is it on? I don't know if I've seen I it. I think that comes on ABC. Yeah, oh. so it's on ABC. So it's on. I think Hulu has it. It's on. Okay, it's on. I was waiting for it. it oh, it's always on so late. So because it's my bedtime. So I wait, I want to watch it, but I was waiting for all of it to come out at one time on Hulu. Right. Oh my god, me! Because I know everyone's raving about it. Yes, wow. it, it's a really good show. And so awesome. I was disappointed because I thought it was coming on this week, oh. but it, it's on. I guess it's on a little bit of a break, but it comes back next week. Oh. Um, I've been watching the challenge on MTV. Okay, <laughs> I think um, I've seen maybe one episode, but my friends love the challenge also. Yeah, and I think it's gonna. They did well. You know, I'm not gonna spoil it. So. <laughs> <laughs> Here she is giving us like all these spoilers. You know what? Yeah. You watch a lot of like one episode per week shows. I feel like yeah sounds... yeah but okay. then sometimes I sometimes I binge like I binge watched Colin Kaepernick's um oh. series from a couple of weeks ago that was really yeah. good actually I'll have to watch that one I I no. realize I seem to watch these same like three shows um mm-hmm. I have a hard time watching anything new um, it's a comfort yeah. thing yes um, people like get into the rhythm and they want to rewatch the shows that they already know it's going to happen yes. because they don't want surprises right. i'm just the person that googles like does this character die while i'm watching the show <laughs> because i want to know do i want to be sad tonight no yeah no i just want to be prepared if it's going to happen so i'll google it and then if they do then i won't watch it anymore right. oh my god i love that i love but... that for you actually <laughs> no but, yeah no what but that's really good it's good to kind of like disconnect from your work a little bit and just kind of like find things that 
make you excited but like yeah get, get your battery recharged right i mean right. We're, we're in a world of like trying to always stay busy and stay grind like the grind mm-hmm. culture is like intense it's like yeah right. no we don't right. always need to be moving Right. That's why sometimes I put tweets up on like what I'm watching and stuff. Cause I want people to see me like me in a more human life. I'm not, it's not just about work, you know, like ultimately I'm a human being. So right. I was going to say, do you feel like a lot of the time, because a lot of your job involves social and different things like that, that you don't feel like you get off at all. Like, I feel like I need to stop looking at Twitter after a certain amount of time, because then it feels like my work day is just continuing. Well, yeah, yeah. And actually what I've done recently is I have taken off Instagram and Twitter off my main um, page. So I only go on when I'm doing something in relation to work or if I just want to, but it's like, it's when it's there, you know, like you're like, okay, you're just scrolling because it's just on your main page. So I've taken them off. Right. I like that. That is a bold step. And I I, I like that. (laughs) I feel like more people need to adopt it. Um, I need to really take charge of that because I'm always scrolling on these yeah um, yeah I, I, I needed to I needed to to, to do something so <laughs> I was like spending it's too like much time so bad that. I'm like so. straight up like scrolling non-stop and it's like okay we have a problem <laughs> like life was not like this like 10 years ago no mm-hmm. yeah we miss uh, we miss like early 2000s vibes <laughs> yes yes I miss it I wish I could go back. (laughs) Right? Like, uh, why did we think when we were younger that everything was better when we become adults? I just can't believe I wanted a cell phone. I wish I didn't have one and now no one would talk to me. And I remember just begging for Oh my God, same. It's like we all wanted cell phones and everyone was like, oh my God, like you had to like make up a reason like that you needed one. Right. Yeah. Like, I need mean, it because like I have practice and like you yeah. get <laughs> but those those were simpler times if I could go back I would because you know, it's like I mean there's yeah. a lot of benefits to the internet and social media advancing Ooh. but I mean it's just at this true. point that I feel like there's been an equal amount of negatives to, to kind I of put out so true for sure true. well on that note um that was really kind of all I had but I was wondering if you wanted yeah. to plug where to find you yeah right well plug your stuff in yeah well yeah okay um so you you can find me on like I'm JL Rucker on Instagram but then on Twitter it's reversed I'm Rucker JL oh you gotta keep them guessing we love it and I'll use this time to bring a little bit of awareness because I found out but thankfully this isn't really bad but from all of my years of like just covering loud events and stuff and not wearing ear protection I have a little bit of minor tinnitus it's not super bad but I just kind of want to bring this to the attention for people wear earplugs when you're covering loud events so I love that this is really note. good Sorry, I didn't give you the room to say yeah if you there's anything else yeah. you want to yeah. on. no 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 I just wanted to plug it in so luckily that like, is really good I, yeah like so luckily it's not super bad for me and I have a shot to like recover and just like go back to normal it came after like me covering a really loud event oh, wow. <laughs> and I'm like oh, okay 
but I'm, I'm fortunate I dodged a bullet for it to not be super bad, but it just made me realize like, okay, all these years of covering sporting events and stuff mm-hmm. like that, being right next to the marching band and the loud music and all that stuff, it's probably taken a toll on my ears. So oh, I'm still young, but I'm like, I don't want it to get worse. And so I want to warn other people, like, you know, just wear some ear protection. Wow. JL is like looking out for yeah, all you. of us. Um, yes. Yes. Preaching it. It's kind of like when you go into a concert and you're like, everything is like super loud. Well, there's so many people that like listen that I follow, but everyone's like on the field all the time. Like I'm always on the field and then like all the creatives that we've interviewed and like stuff like that. And I, I wouldn't even think about that. There's times where I'm like, oh shoot, it's so loud next to the speaker or the band, or we have a cannon at Rutgers. Oh gosh. That goes off. And I'm like, you know, now I'm thinking about all this down there. Like, Oh my God. Are your ears gone, Ash? I didn't think about it, but probably. (laughs) No, my my doctor was like, you dodged a bullet for you to only hear like a little bit of ringing in a silent room. They were like, you dodged a bullet. So you need to be wearing some ear protection. So I said, you know what? I'm going to use this as an opportunity to like, I love it bring awareness to people because I had no idea like I'm yeah. just going to these oh. events no neither did I well, I would have never changed my world thought that yeah no I'm gonna be <laughs> rethinking yeah. every time I go into like a loud atmosphere no just wear earplugs that's it like just just wear some oh. earplugs so I I have some earplugs that that I got as soon as they told me that because I was like I don't want it to get worse I don't want yeah. I want it to get that's yeah good. I don't want this so oh uh, so I said you know I'm just gonna start alerting all of my fellow sports people yeah just to do that because you know you're just in the zone so you don't so you don't get it mm-hmm. but it's like right yeah. so that's 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 what i do now <laughs> oh, i love it well thank you so much this was so great meeting you yeah this was great meeting you this guys too. A blast have Definitely. fun in ohio um stay warm whenever yes. it's below yes. 60.